0: black women again they are the poster child pretty much for anything related to degradation
1: uh you have this weird twist now because now there's this like feminization of the black man like hood culture and rap culture became very popular around the early 2000s and now i think because they've like seeing like oh you know now this is catching on and influencing our kids now we got to demasculate the black man you know to kind of like push it in the other <laughs> it's, direction it's almost Demasculated, like they're, really? it's almost yeah.
0: it's almost like they're turning the black man into the black woman and the black woman into the black yes man yes see, the, now,
1: the pieces are coming together really What's poppin' everybody? Welcome back to the Cold Podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Steve. And today we're going to be responding to a video that attempts to highlight the problem in the black community right now um, and answer or pose the question whether black women are ruining their image. Um, it's going to highlight, I, I'm assuming, kind of what's been going on with a lot of the entertainment sphere of black women, such as the Sexy Red or Sukiana, and whether or not that is um, lending to this uh, stereotype that, you know, Black women act a certain way and whether that's uh, you know Bad for the black community
0: Yeah so a lot of people have a, kiss, a Conception of um, black women Basically having a toxic image In certain communities Like for example in You know like Zoe was saying in like Entertainment and rap especially yeah. Like probably mostly in rap Yeah, <laughs> TV like, media you know yeah.
1: Stereotypes like that maybe
0: yeah. even a Medea could be thrown in there Yeah <laughs> <laughs> But uh, we're going to see what this woman has to say about uh, what she thinks about uh, people like Sexy Red and other black women. Yeah, But black women, again, they are the poster child pretty much for anything related to degradation. And that's just a problem. And honestly, what triggered me, I think I just, I I ran across a couple of videos of women going, a, a black woman going viral for just saying, quite frankly, just really dumb stuff. And you're listening to them and you're just like, you're giving relationship advice. You're giving marital advice. And you're a prostitute (laughs) like (laughs) uh, does somebody not see a problem here like but black women again they yeah so like she she makes a really good point there like uh i would say that it does seem like black women are kind of like the poster child for like anything that's derogatory or negative about women in general
1: yeah and and the messed up part is it's like i think it's, like, a thing that it's true, and the worst part is I think, like, everyone knows it. Like, every, like, entertainment knows it because whenever they – if you notice, like, there are there are rarely any, like, black, like, um, female, like, entertainers, or, like, there aren't very many of them that aren't always pushed to kind of highlight, like, a very ratchet personality or, like, they're being overly sexualized and like, kind of the most – um, you know very street kind of way mm, um, right. and it's like but you don't see that that happening that much in other communities like you'll have your outliers of course yeah. but like for the most part it seems like that's kind of like, like the bread and butter for when it's like you have a black female entertainer it's like they always want to try to drive and focus on that and I think it's like At this point, I think it's like a conscious thing, and I think Black people and our support of it and our constant like letting this happen is only going to make it worse. And promoting it, also, Mm, we also
0: drive behind it and say like, "Hey, you know what? That new sexy red song. I'm going to play it in my car every day, so everyone can hear it." Yeah, I'm going (laughs) to.
2: I'm going to go to my third grade. I'm going to have them sing the song. Yeah, (laughs) right. Yeah. Um, It seems to be like a uh, just like an increasing trend. So I'm not sure. I mean, I think in the '80s or whatever, they had a lot of like. Kind of crazy, not crazy, but more raunchy uh, singers. But these days, it's more so a lot more sexualized with these, you know, current ones. But it's like, who's letting these people in? Mm-hmm. Who's, what mm. what lecker labels? Who's who's at the top that's allowing these people to 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 be like this? Yeah.
0: Like, who's, who's signing? It's them? China, bro. Who's Just signing? Sign them? Like, that's okay, I, yeah, we chi- like these people. <laughs> I,
2: like I like you. I like you, sexy red. You're ratchet. You're ghetto. Yeah. You're nasty. I like <laughs> you. I'm assigned you. Make this music and make me some money.
0: Who, well, who's, I, think, who's controlling I, I think it's almost like it's, but it is, it's, so I, I see what you're saying. You're basically making a point that
2: it's the white man or something. But uh, I'm just what saying what the I'm ones saying <laughs> <that> whoever <laughs> is in charge is allowing these people to get through. Yeah, right. there's, yeah. there's several, there's, there's one agenda. way and then there's another way.
3: There's an agenda, agenda to destroy, well, there's an agenda <laughs> to destroy the black image and they successfully did that. Now they're moving on to the female. Yeah, that's where sexy red comes in. The play. So
1: you think they destroyed the black man? Now they want to destroy the black woman. I think woman? they
3: successfully put the black man in a in a in a category. Like I don't know. I can't. I don't know how to explain it. But it's like it started with the black man, and now it's you know the black woman because it's like it started with the black man in the sense of um
1: they were trying uh, to make us thugs.
3: Yeah, like you know, like N.W.A. If we talking yeah. music, if we talking music, it started with the the, the, the not the, the deterioration, but like huh? Like N.W.A. or something? N.W.A. Yeah. You know, that's all male group, all black men, right? Mm-hmm. And and there's plenty more to come after them, and now we got Sexy Red. They know niggas know? With, with attitudes, though. I wouldn't I wouldn't use them. You I mean, with they all <laughs> they niggas with attitudes. I wouldn't use them as an example. <laughs> <laughs> but That's what I'm saying, like that though. That they niggas, they but, niggas
1: with attitude. But. Yeah, that was just a bunch of niggas with attitude. <laughs> 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 no, but actually, it's funny. If I, I'm gonna put on my conspiracy hat because I'm like, I get what you're saying, and I get how the pieces kind of line up very uh, uh coincidentally because. If you look back between like the 80s and the 90s you know with how the media was i mean every like every black classic was always like some hood classic that was like you know you know young man trying to you know make a difference in in the community and make it out the hood and get his degree right you know and and you know get his mama a better life and you know, uh, his girls like trying to push him in the right direction. Like, you don't gotta be out in these streets, baby. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so you know that he makes it out. His best friend gets shot in the drive-by. You know, and then he yeah. finds a way to you know mourn his death, but then right, also right. go to college. Expression. Like you had a bunch you had of a those lot of back Yeah, then. and I think like those were like a movie that was a symptom of like the whole like indoctrination to, like the idea that you know black people are from the hood thug culture popularizing that and i think that was could be seen as like kind of a a conspiracy in media to kind of push the idea that like you know blacks are low-income people that like come from hood backgrounds don't have you know good home training or discipline to like you know strive for anything higher right right. and i think they did that but i think what happened is that uh you have this weird twist now because now there's this like feminization of the black man agenda with like you know the popularity of certain Like, uh, like, you know, they're like, oh, Kevin Hart's popular because, you know, he's like the ideal, like white accepting type of black guy, you know, not very masculine. Like they're going in reverse because I think um, like hood culture and rap culture became very popular around the early 2000s. And now I think because they've. Like seeing like, oh, you know, now this is catching on and influencing our kids. Now we got to demasculate the black man, you know, to kind of like push it in the other <laughs> it's, direction. It's almost Demasculated, like they're, it's, almost, yeah.
0: it's almost like they're turning the black man into the black woman and the black woman into the black. Yes. Man yes. See, the, the
2: pieces are coming <laughs> I together. Really yes. Demasculation personally, but <laughs> no, you don't see I don't. the
0: emasculation of the black male community. Yeah, Not even I slightly, see that, bro.
3: Like that's why you got rappers yeah. Painting they fingers. Think fingers about, about it. Oh, think about. Well, it. Think well, of like the Jade Smith. Yeah, you think you of have the, to be not looking. Think of the Jade Smith, it. Tyler,
1: <laughs> the Creators, the um, uh, what was the, the, the guy? Isaac. Uh, who's uh, Who Young Thug, Young Thug wearing dresses. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the
2: dressing. <laughs> yeah. Those are hard. Those are hard yeah. rappers, but or they are wearing dresses for you know. I'll I I have to do both, bro. Yeah, I mean, sure. Apparently, that's, it's weird, but I just want to go back jeans. to that point.
3: It's like it seemed like it started with skinny jeans because skinny <laughs> oh, jeans <laughs> <was. laughs> used to wear baggy, like yeah. Baggy yeah skinny jeans
0: shit. was the first move. I remember that transition because I was probably in like eighth grade when mm-hmm. they went from yeah. like baggy clothes. I remember the, f- the only the first time I really I was like, you know what, everyone's doing, it. I'm gonna start sagging. And then as soon as I got. Out of eighth grade and went to high school. It was like the jerk. You remember like the, the jerking jerk. phase mm-hmm. uh-huh. where everybody was wearing skinny jeans and all that. Yeah, yeah.
1: and and here's another uh, thing too. It's like if you notice that like a lot of the uh, black people that in media that go the most mainstream are usually the most tame. Like if you take an Ice Cube back in like the early 2000s, like. He even stated like he had to smile more before they would allow him to like go mainstream. Because they had to kind of like he couldn't be N.W.A. Ice Cube. He had to be like Family Man Ice Cube right. in order to get like notoriety. Yeah. You know, uh, a Cat Williams couldn't never hit mainstream appeal, even though at one point he was like the top comedian. But then you know when they found a Kevin Hart who's like, oh man, you know he's so easy to sell. You know the more like funny, you know small docile like black character. Yeah. <laughs> like he's way more easy to sell to white people. Yeah, he's um, not scary. Yeah, he's not scared. All the white folks. Whenever you turn on Fox you. and you know, you see like a, a, a host of like a game show, it's Wayne Brady, who I guess is now saying he's pansexual, very tame <laughs> black dude. Like, <laughs> you can notice they're pushing like a certain type of black dude into the mainstream <laughs> to kind of there represent you know. it, you know? Yeah. Right here,
0: let's so, uh, let's um, actually, there's another video, Lizzie. Can you go to the, the restaurant video? It's to the left. Um, this one actually kind of it, I feel like this will give us a little bit more to talk about, for yeah. Sure. Let's see it
2: where we can ourselves as a... Come on, stop to
3: music, please.
2: Somewhere where our people can feel good about ourselves as a culture, okay? Yeah. No, no, real talk. And so all this twerking and shit, take it to prime, take it to pink, don't bring it here because we're a restaurant. And so beyond that, 75% of my customers are ladies. And I want men to show respect for themselves for how they carry themselves here. So how can I tell the men to respect themselves and you guys are twerking on glass here? If you want to do it, get the fuck out my restaurant because I did it for our people and I did it for our culture. So don't don't do it again. I don't want to hear it. If you don't like it, get out because I don't need your money. I need to provide something for my people. And don't do it again. Thank you.
0: So basically he basically, a bunch of people was twerking in his restaurant, and it mm-hmm. seems like he worked pretty hard to build that establishment black owned business. I respect the man, yeah, um, yeah but I think image. that kind of goes in line with what we were talking about because basically, in order to correct the harm that 's been done to the black image, I think black people especially are going to have to like do work to you know set up those spaces or set up those or like to hold standards basically like this yeah. guy's doing hold standards and have like boundaries for what they will allow to happen within their community basically
1: no 100 percent. um i think you, you're gonna have to like start really enforcing the idea rather because you know black people have a real good tendency like we we want to like We'll be like, let's you know, come together, push a movement, yeah, you know, yada yada yada. Show up to like you know the Black Caucus, and then they everyone gets there, and then it just turns into a party. It's like we like we gotta start standing on some standards. It's like all right, like I get it, we're all together, we're all happy to be here, but like stop twerking, like you don't need to do that, you know, you know, put the blunt away. We don't need to be like turn this into a hot box, like it, like every like we have a real hard time like taking shit seriously, and, you know. And I think that that's like you know even at the restaurant, I was like, you got this black owned business. So the first thing we want to do is get in there and act a fool. It's like no, like let's like we want people to look at us a certain way, but we can't help ourselves but just act out. It is like no, like well, yeah, everyone I mean, sit down and eat your food, and and you know don't go on this route of like oh, but that's how we are. That's our culture. No, no, okay, because clearly that's been the problem. So now we got to rewrite some shit.
2: All right? right, sit down
1: and eat your damn food.
2: <laughs> but it's like as long as you label, <laughs> la- damage has been done.
0: <laughs> I think that people just label anything that Black people do as Black culture. So if you go against yeah. anything that you that any group, even if you're not in that group of people that do it, it's like some people will actually defend like twerking in the restaurant. Like,
1: well, that's just what we do because we got soul. Yeah, I've heard heard people defend like, I heard this one uh, thing, this one post saying like, if you had a girl and she goes off in public and she's yelling, don't silence her because that's a part of the white agenda. They don't want your woman to be loud and proud and boisterous. Like, if she got to yell, let her yell. And I'm just like, (laughs) anything, like they defend it. We have no filter. Our community has no filter. We don't know how to like Identify what is just bullshit and stuff we shouldn't do. Like, we just like, well, if we're doing it, it must be what we do, so let's just yeah. do it. You know, no. no we, we're too it's quick to s- claim. That's a result of yeah, having actual, claim no actual <laughs> culture. Yeah. You said no that's actual, a result of having no actual
2: culture? No actual culture.
1: Yeah, we just go, we're like, we're still
2: we're just uh, making up shit. I agree. I think that's <laughs> the
1: one thing about black, uh, it's like we're still kind of like filling in the gaps of like what our culture is a little or, bit.
2: Or more so, not even no. making up stuff, just like um, so? allowing things. Just allowing mm. every type of behavior. Yeah. Yeah. I think I there's, I think there's,
0: it's like a double edged sword because it's like, because our culture is so loose and flimsy, uh, we can actually, like, sort of innovate isn't a great word because a lot of times it's just bullshit. But basically, like, you, I'm sure everyone realizes that black people sort of, they lead when it comes to culture yeah. a lot of the time. Mm. And I think that's because we don't have such a solid culture. I mean, so you could make an argument like, oh, well, we got taken from Africa and a lot mm-hmm. of our cultural elements got taken away because of that. Uh so we have a lot more of a free form culture. Mm-hmm. So then we can innovate in a lot of different ways, but in that process of innovation
1: you also have a lot of trash that's yeah. created as well. I was I wanna respond directly to you, but Roosevelt, I want to hear because it seems like mm-hmm. you had like a take uh, against what Lizzie was saying.
3: Well, I mean, I just felt like uh Well what did you say, Lizzie? I kinda just lost my I don't remember. Oh well, I was saying
2: <laughs> I was saying something about culture, like black people don't have oh. a culture. But yeah, which no. is not true, but it's like I'm talking about like a yeah, culture like, like our culture isn't
1: like like very
3: defined, I
2: guess. Like an African flimsy. historical root-based culture is what I should probably clarify. I feel
3: like yeah, 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 like because mm-hmm. there's a difference from the historical African root American culture versus like America, and then like the culture of Black people because you know Black people started in America, you right. know what I'm saying? Right. So, but I feel like the culture of Black people is so, um, it's like Black people got the sauce, so to speak. Absolutely, you know what I'm saying so. Yeah, it's absolutely. like we can make stuff popping you know when, yeah, yeah. it's like when black people with their hands on on things it, it can make it popular yeah. and that's why it's like a lot of things funnel through black people first before that's it, true you feel me go out yeah. in in a way
1: yeah i think um and this is like just kind of a guess but i think the reason black coach is very provocative and it's very catchy you know i think that's what a lot i think that's one of the reasons why a lot of modern like entertainment and uh pop society has been, like, kind of taking from uh, black culture Mm -hmm. is because uh, a lot of our culture was kind of defined through how black people express themselves in media. Because, like, we didn't have, like, cultural roots or anything passed down, like, to a very, like, large, significant extent, like, coming mm -hmm. out of
2: slavery. All we had was suffering. Yeah, we just had suffering. that's how you make art is suffering. Yeah, so we had, like... Black people will always be great at that type of
1: stuff hundred percent. So we had like you said a lot of suffering and then that produced a lot of soulful art, a lot of soulful music, a lot of soulful ways of, of expression mm. that was like significantly more provocative and engaging than like other cultures that existed here at the time. You know, um, yep. and I think, you know, other cultures take from that and, you know, we continue to build on that. But I think that's why we have a very entertaining and a very like, you know, lively sense of expression with our culture. But in terms of, like, something more grounded and, like, having, like, I I guess a set of rules and stuff, like, I think we tend to be a little bit more lacking in, like, what are the core foundations of our culture that would allow us to stay stable? Because a lot of it was literally just, like, derivatives of, like, the evolution of entertainment culture only. Mm -hmm. Um, So Mm -hmm. I think that probably attributes a little bit to why, like, it can be a little bit more dysfunctional, even though it's provocative. Because it's like, okay, we know how to have fun and we know how to, like, be entertaining, but can we do we have like the foundations to like build stable households is that in our culture right. do we have the, the culture that like you know survived years off of certain types of cuisines or have we like you know we still yeah. eating the same stuff we ate in slavery yeah. so it's like
3: i think if we develop that's those a little bit more problem. i think that's way more important now right. i feel like though resources come into play too because i feel like black people always had more res- like they had more resources when it come to uh producing like music you know um like you said like black people had more resources to produce music as opposed to uh you know having that type of position in in society where you building homes or something like that you know what i'm saying yeah um if that even makes sense, I really don't know if that makes sense though. So no, he, I I'm think
0: to say, are saying. Are you trying to say like basically like black people when it came to like w- like prioritization basically like they would prioritize making the music because they had the resources to do that, but they didn't have the resources to build a household. Um, it easier to
3: do, or it was. It's easier to do. Like yeah, more accessible. It had, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like just like you know every young every young black boy either want to be a rapper or a ball player. That's you true. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like
2: it's, it's. It doesn't take. It's not a lot of options, of like yeah. but they don't want to be a, a father. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, that's not something they would dream about, I guess. Right. like Being yeah. a father.
1: Yeah, the culture yeah. exposure we have did like limited like our scope of what our options, what we perceive our options to be. Mm-hmm. You know, because like I said, um, our culture was largely devo- defined in the entertainment sphere. And I remember at one point I had asked myself, like, can, can you really name that many black people that have become very wealthy that aren't involved in either sports or entertainment? Mm. Because that usually mm. tends to be a lot of time to go to. And I think that's like, could be a telltale sign about like what our cultural priorities are. Mm-hmm. And like I said, you can have a very entertaining and engaging culture off that, but a lot of times it won't be that stable unless there's other core values there to like complement it. I just Mm. thought of something.
0: I think it's interesting because it's like maybe within other communities they have more examples of people that are like (laughs) middle class wealthy, Mm -hmm. but like in the Black community, you're either like low class or or hood rich rich. (laughs) Uh, or yeah, (laughs) hood rich basically. (laughs) So it's like they have they don't have like just standard role models to look up to generally. That's true. Yeah, most of the role models I had as a kid
1: was usually athletes.
0: Yeah, you know? and I think and I think and I do find it interesting maybe like the way I am why how I am is because I actually had like most of my family is middle class mm. but that's pretty rare I guess in the black community so yeah. I ended up having a different perspective. Like, my goal was never really to be, like, a rapper. Like, I never yeah. thought of being an athlete or a rapper or anything like that. Y- you were one I the had f- examples of people that were just, like, niggas with jobs.
1: Yeah, you were, like, one <laughs> of the first people I've met that, like, actually, uh, you were, like, oh, I have, like, a family member that's a millionaire. That's unheard yeah. of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, just entrepreneurship. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, yeah. I'm more so interested in entrepreneurship than any other kind of thing that's, like, a real long shot, I guess. Mm. No,
1: yeah. 100%. Yeah. But, no, that's a good point. I think we don't have... Uh, it's hard to cut you. Off. I'll get. I'll get oh, to. No. You. Oh. Um, but uh, yeah, we don't have um, like that said that many um, uh, that many perspectives as to like you s- like what a middle class successful person can be. Mm-hmm. You know, it's usually always just like one extreme or the other.
2: Right. Yeah. I just think like I don't know. This might be a little interesting. Well, interesting for y'all to understand, but it's like we're we're still kind of in the early days of like black development in in a positive sense, just because of. Like, if you think about the 1960s and Jim Crow, civil rights, and all that, like, physically, the amount of things black people were allowed to do is not that many generations removed. And it takes a lot of actual time for resources like housing and all that to trickle down to you to become wealth eventually. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, limits your options and your growth and all that. But still, uh, we're still in the early days. I feel like. You know, as time moves on and a few more generations we'll have a really good opportunity to build stuff like a actually good culture and set of values and, <clears throat> and, and standards for yeah, our I'll children and stuff. Because we know my my family's from Chicago. I know pretty much all y'all families probably from Chicago and yeah. Chicago is not a great place to live only about <laughs> why 20 you feel to that forty though? years ago.
3: Yeah. Like why do you feel like um, all our families are from Chicago? It's gonna, um <laughs> Why do you feel like eventually, you know, black people are going to be able to have that? Like they gonna
2: have that same. We'll um, be able to get to that. To get that, to that level. That really good point. Well, yeah, it's just a matter of
0: yeah. generations. Like, there's white families that have had, you know, thirty generations of that same family. Yeah, and yeah. We have. We're on like five. Like one time, my brother. This actually put my, my, some of my thought into perspective because I was gonna make a dumb decision, and he was like, "You're like a third generation." black person or something like He's, he said it some way i don't know if he said third generation but he said it like
2: hmm. basically
0: like my grandparents grandparents were doing all right basically so he was saying it like generational wealth has already been built in your family so you don't have to do stupid shit basically mm-hmm. but what I, Leazy, I, what I feel like lazy's getting at is basically like as more generations do things where it's like they get Generational wealth, or generational experience, or a generational history, mm-hmm. and they have a family stability. that's like, yeah, yeah. Generational stability is probably the best way to say it. Yeah. Um. As more of that tends to happen, then there will be more opportunity for Black people in the country, and they won't have to resort to kind of like exactly what I said. Like they yeah. don't have to like look at the rappers and the athletes as their only options mm-hmm. because they have examples around them of people that have that stability that they seek.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. A lot of a uh, a lot of wealth uh, evolution is just like consistency over time like stability over time so it's like we're already behind yeah Uh, one of the big things like i think it's just when you when it comes to building stability it's like there's probably just like a few core factors that we're still struggling with in in our community so it's like unless we fix those i don't think it's gonna matter how much time goes by but i think the core is like um stable income uh a family and you know, a household or some type of asset you can pass down. If you do that for three generations, you're going to innately have wealth. Even in, um, you know, my family, you know, my grandfather had recently passed away, but he was actually able to leave a house, you know, mm. you know, be fully paid for. That's going to continue in the line, you know, right. going forward as an asset that can get passed down, repurposed for, like, money to start to give the next generation a head start. Mm-hmm. Like, you do that a couple generations, and, you know, that's like, you know, a couple of houses in the family – you know, well, you can actually like bring a kid into this world who already has like a trust fund like right, that is right. where wealth is built. It, it takes time, but you need those
2: core foundations. Right. And just to piggyback off of that, like if you really think back to World War Two, right, just just a little bit of history on this. If you're not aware, after World War Two, uh, a lot of veterans were, were a lot of veterans were supposed to have the opportunity to buy a house um, at very good pricing. But that only went to white people, and it yeah. didn't go to black people. They were all denied housing in that uh, was a GI Bill or whatever it was called. Mm. Pro- it was that's probably not the name, but yeah. So I think essentially, GI Bill is what it's called now, I think. Okay. Yeah. But it, essentially, like we're behind. We're going to be generations behind other people, and that's just a fact. That's just reality. Yeah. So, we will probably get to that point. That Alonzo mentioned, but it's going to take within time. our
0: lifetimes, I think. Yeah, yeah, I've
2: I've seen, I work on stuff that I've seen a part of my job where I see people that are like a hundred years old still living today. So it's like that 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 future is not that far away, like or not that yeah, that wasn't that long ago in a sense. Yeah. Like those people are still alive. So yeah. we'll right. get there we'll eventually, got some- just stay positive. Anyone
0: got some closing thoughts on this? Stay positive, um, that's yeah. all I
1: got to say. Oh, I think it was a uh, G.I. Joe is what you were looking to say. G.I. Joe.
0: G.I. Joe. Yeah. <laughs> G.I. Joe. <laughs> um, okay. All right, guys. We should probably close this out. Cool. We've been going for probably 30 minutes now. Um, you can find this episode of the Cold Podcast or any other uh, episodes on social media and on our audio and video platforms. That is YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Rumble, anywhere you would want to find it. The Code Podcast. We're also on Patreon at The Code Podcast. $5 a month gets you access to any exclusive content we create, including the My Black Friends podcast, which we have been doing live streams for for free. Uh, if you guys want to tune into the live streams, we'll be doing them once or twice a month. Every now and then they will be scheduled, so just make sure you check the podcast uh, YouTube every now and then to see when they're scheduled. Uh, we'll also be making other exclusive content like skits or maybe some Q and A's or something like that every now and then uh, in 2024. But anyway, thanks for popping in and we got to pop out of here. All right. Peace.